On today's edition of the Retirement Roadmap, we're going to help you learn from the mistakes of others. You can't live long enough to make them all yourself. That was a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. And if you ever wish you could foresee financial missteps before they happen, well, today's episode might help you do just that. We're going to explore some real-life stories of regret and try to arm you with the essential do's and don'ts to assure that your retirement finances, your money is working for you and not against you. Today's episode, Money Mistakes You'll Regret and How to Avoid Them in the First Place. It's time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Walter Storholt back with you again alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, we've got five, at least five, money mistakes to cover on today's episode. And while we'll talk about recovering from these mistakes, I'm sure you talk about this with clients all the time. The goal is to avoid these things (laughs) from ever happening, right? (laughs) Exactly, Walter. That is option number one for sure. So let's walk through a couple of different scenarios on today's episode to talk about some of these most common money mistakes that people end up regretting. Uh, Do you ever have somebody sitting across from you and they say, you know what, I took some IRA withdrawals a bit prematurely, and I really regret doing that. Yeah, I mean, that, that does happen, Walter. I mean, it, it's not necessarily the, you know, the typical scenario, but, you know, but when people have done that, you know, it, it ends up that it, it can be very costly, right? Because not only did it cost them, you know, in, in most cases, you know, because it's going to be pre-tax dollars, and in, in a lot of cases, it potentially costs them the tax. But then also, you know, if, if, you, if you withdraw money, you know, you know, before you're 59 and a half, you're very likely they're going to be subject to, you know, the, uh, the 10% penalty on top of the tax. So that that's there. But the other piece of that, Walter, is, is the, is the opportunity cost, right? Because if that money had stayed in there, right, and it can continue to grow and compound, then, you know, what would it have grown to? Right. So that's not I mean, people don't even factor that in in most cases. But it, it, but it's important to understand that, you know, when you take something out, then then the, the growth obviously is going to stop on that, too. Right. So it's just like, you know, do you have a way of making that back up, you know, or, or is there a need to make that back up? In most cases, you know, if people have taken money out you know, early, then you know, something is going is going on in their finances. And it's, you know, it's causing them to have to draw from different, you know, from as many different sources as they can to try to make whatever issues going on in their life, you know, okay. And so and that's where it comes down to, Walter, we, we've talked about this in previous episodes too, is, is you know, having that emergency fund and, and um, having access to capital, right? I mean, I've seen it so many times where, where, you know, particularly in the younger years when you're in the accumulation years, there are a lot of people out there, Walter, that have, that have a, a lot of money tied up inside of their pre-tax accounts and their retirement accounts and also in their home equity. Right. And they don't really have access to either one of those. You know, I mean, they, I guess in some ways you could potentially get some access to your to your home equity you know, through, you know, through an equity line sometimes. But again, there, there's there's certain risks that come along with that as well. So I always encourage folks and if they're, if they're in those accumulation years, you, you know, you want to have another you want to have another type of an account out there that gives you the ability 
to uh, you know to save you know and have it have that money be productive and it's not just necessarily making you know this you know like the the passbook savings rate but it's you still have access to it where you know you have you have the ability to to not be exposed to having to take out you know you know personal loans and you know rely on credit cards and those types of things I mean all of those things like you know play into it and they you know and and it's typically if somebody's you know drawing money out of out of their IRA early they're also probably you know doing other things as well you know it, it just you know the odds are because you know, there's something going on and they, they really if you if you plan ahead as we were just talking about you know and you have you have a way of, of accessing capital without touching those accounts then you're going to be that much better off in the future yeah it's great uh, i really appreciate the perspective on that one so one mistake number one regretting taking those premature ira withdrawals if you're feeling the need to do that maybe consult with an advisor first see if there's alternatives other ways that you can accomplish whatever it is is causing you to dip into those funds another regret that people often have i'm sure you've heard this uh from folks that sit across from you glenn you know i spent way too much money during my peak earning years that that lifestyle creep becomes a problem yeah well i mean that it becomes something that's there walter i mean it, it and you know and it's easy enough to do right it's like you start earning more money you feel like you deserve that and you and you certainly probably do if you're if you're getting raises and you start earning more and you're you're doing well but at the same time it's like you know what's the balance you know are you, are you creating the right balance between you know how much you're spending and how much you're you know you're putting away for the future you know because i mean in essence i mean whatever you spend now is is you know you're 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 taking away from the future and you know and that doesn't mean that you don't spend anything now but but i think you can, everybody can kind of follow what i'm saying is is if you don't spend it now and it's still there then then it's accessible for you know for future expenses and future lifestyle and and those types of things so you know it's really critically important that you know and when you're in your peak earning years you know that if you have not put away enough that you're that you really are taking advantage of that and and, and trying to keep your lifestyle in at a reasonable place and then and, and be putting away more money. That's a typical scenario, Walter, because I mean, realistically, I mean, people have people have expenses that are that that tend to be there more when they're in their younger accumulation years when they when they're making less, right? I mean, they've got they've got kids, they've got you know kids going to college, they've got you know the the you know, the expense of the mortgage and you know a variety of other things that are that are there, and so you're you know you've got all these you've got all these levels and, and layers of expenses that that will sometimes you know sometimes they'll start to lift on lift and go away you know as as you know as you get older and when you're older and you have and you have more earning capacity because you're in you know those peak earning years it's when you really want to try to catch up and make up the difference if you have a shortfall and you know that you haven't put away enough or you know you you, you consult an advisor and you know you kind of say well well how am I doing and if you find that you know hey I'm you know, you're a little bit behind then 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 that's where you really want to put the pedal to the metal so to speak and make sure that you're you're getting that money put away and not only just putting it away but putting it away in, in, a, in a tax wise way right i mean you again you you want to be tax aware and how you're saving you don't want to be necessarily you know putting tons and tons of money in a, in a, in a situation that, that you're going to be exposed to lots of taxation in the future right so you you, you got to look at all of that but the, the whole idea is is that when you're when you're in that position and you're making more you know you for the vast majority of people they, they need to be thinking of you know that's when that's when I'm going to really make sure that I'm that I'm saving more as well yeah, that's a great point on that one. So spending too much in your peak earning years can be problematic, as can paying too much for perhaps 
the kids' tuition. I'm sure this is one where people vary widely. I mean, we all want to maybe provide for children and, and help them succeed and help them get through college and that kind of thing. But have you had people regret spending a bit too much on maybe a child's education or something like that? Yeah, I mean, they, they you know, it's it's a regret is, is, is an interesting word there, Walter. That I mean, might sometimes be too strong for this one. <laughs> yeah, it might be. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously people, you know, think, well, gosh, you know, we ended up paying a lot, you know, for the kids going to college and, you know, all the things that came around college, you know, not just the tuition, but the room and board and, you know, everything else that came along. And, and are there, you know, maybe maybe a few years after they were, you know, they, they, they got out of school and, you know, and, and, and that kind of thing. It, it becomes a situation where it's like they obviously are wanting to, you know, give the kids, you know, opportunities. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And, you know, the, the key question is, is, are you robbing from your own future to, you know, to, to do that? I think most people probably can answer that yes to some extent, but the question is, is you know, where is that median place? Is is what what's too much and what's not enough? You know, or or what's what's the right amount for you? Because there isn't really set numbers and you know in stone, so to speak, because everybody's a little different. But um, you know, and, and what their expectations are from the you know for their kids or for themselves or, or whatnot. But but it's it's something that that you want to be planning for from you know it's just like if you have kids from the very from from the very get go you know you you want to be thinking about you know well what's that going to look like tuition wise and you know and it, and it's difficult to do but you want to you want to have some way of putting money away for their education if you're going to be the one funding that right and and so then you it's like well what's the right vehicle that's a that's a whole nother conversation but but the earlier the earlier you start saving for that uh for that education for the kids you know the better off you are because then then it's less hardship you know because you have a you have a longer period of time that you can spread those that that savings you know window over and um you know and and, it, and it's that's i mean that's very very important you know to be thinking in in, in those terms and and unfortunately so many people you know they they either don't think about it or they they just they they just kind of just put it off and then all of a sudden you know it's like you know, hey the kids are you know they're they're in high school and now, now what are we going to do and so it's 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 really it's not something it's not something that you could start thinking about it too soon, right? I mean, you you really want to make sure that you're you're factoring that into your overall financial planning, and um, you know, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't. But like I said, you you've got to find the right balance as to what's going to be there, and you know, and for in some cases, I mean, you you, you may want to entertain the idea of you know some student loans. You know, it's you know there 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 are reasons to utilize those loans. They can be overdone. But, but um, at the same time, that, that that doesn't mean that they're all bad. There can also be situations. Maybe the grandparents want to help with with certain situations, and you know, and and so there's there's you know, there's strategies there that they can they can help you know with you know making sure that that that, that ends up you know in the in the right place as, as to the overall you know legacy planning for you know for the you know, parents and grandparents as well. I mean, it, it's it's you know the the more the more you start thinking about all of those types of uh, those questions, Walter. You you know, the the better off you are. A lot of times, folks don't think about that, or they, they you know they, they don't necessarily share you know their finances or all you know or, or parts of their finances with their adult children, you know. And then and then later on, it's like, well, gosh, you know, I wish we would have done this or that. And then that's again, that's a that's a conversation for you and an advisor or advisors 
to, you know, to try to figure out, you know, how do we do that overall planning all, all the way through, you know, through, you know, becoming somebody who's, who's starting to save and you're in your early accumulation years all the way down to, you know, where, where you're, you're, um, you know, you're, you're in your retirement years and you have adult children and, the, and you have grandchildren. It, it's, it can be really helpful if you do some family type planning versus just, you know, it's like everybody's kind of on their own and nobody tells anybody anything about anything. And, and then it's like, well, well, gosh, if, if we would have known that, then we could have done this. And, and it, 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 it's really kind of a, a crazy thing if you think about it. But, but it, people tend to be very, very guarded about what they share and whatnot. And there's, and there's reasons for that. And I, and I understand. But at the same time, there's also reasons to, to, you know, to at least broach the subject and, and start having conversations. And a lot of times that you, you, can, you can come up with some solutions and, and ways of doing things that you don't necessarily have to share everything. And, and then that becomes a, a really powerful thing. And then, you know, then as, as years go on, you can do even, you know, even better you know, family planning. Good points there on that one. So let's change gears a little bit. And let's say we have a timing issue, and that leads to some regret. And uh, this is probably one of the more problematic things to hear in your office if somebody's meeting with you for the first time, Glenn. It starts with usually, oops, <laughs> or something like that. Uh, I retired a bit too early, and now it's costing me. People start regretting that retirement date that they chose. Do you ever have somebody with that regret, and what transpires from there? Yeah, well, no, that happens, Walter, and there's no doubt that that happens. And so, typically, what ends up happening in, in that case is, you know, is folks look to do something, you know, in terms of in terms of either part time work or or else they maybe they maybe they look for full time work again. It's an important thing to really evaluate, you know, and. You know, as the old adage is, is, you know, measure twice and cut once, right? You want to make sure that you're really at a place where you can, you know, really retire and, and you know, and, and feel confident that your plan is in place that, you know, that, that your money is going to last and you're not going to outlive your money. And, you know, and, and you know, more often than not, you know, the people who have engaged in that type of planning, they, they, they tend to not make that mistake so much. But but folks that kind of tend to wing it, and they, oh, I think I, I'm sure I mean, I've, I've got to have enough. I mean, I've got this much saved. I'm going to be just fine. And then, you know, depending upon how they have things positioned, maybe maybe they're OK. Maybe they were OK, but maybe they didn't they didn't engage in any, you know, you know, retirement type of diversification. And they're drawing money from variable accounts that can go up and down you know with with different cycles within the markets and suddenly they're in a situation where they were making their withdrawals and their withdrawals that you know in, in when they were in their saving years and they were putting money away and markets you know turned down well then they had an opportunity in their earning years to be able to put you know when they put the same amount of money away they were able to buy more shares at lower prices and that actually ended up being an advantage with you know with the with the dollar cost averaging however on the other on the other side of that coin if you didn't you know if you're uh, if the money that you're going to be drawing income from is exposed to you know that now all of a sudden it's a it's 180 degrees different right and you start taking money out and you have reverse dollar cost averaging and all of a sudden it's like what you thought you had saved for retirement is is not what you had saved because you 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 know you weren't you weren't taking in into account that what we call sequence of returns risk and so there's there's a there's a lot of, there's a lot there Walter that 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 you know, we could spend we could spend probably several shows on that one but it's really important that you know if you're if you're thinking about you know retiring early you better make daggone sure that 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 that, that plan that you have 
you know is, is you know is solid because that's the, one of the most difficult things to recover from particularly if you ended up you know then drawing you know you retired early and then you started drawing money out you know at, at a time when when you know when when your account values really got you know took a hit because of market conditions and and now you're in a, in a whole different place because you you know you you may not be as employable as you once were and and you're and you're and you have less resources to draw from for the rest of your life and that's certainly a place that you don't want to be in all right another regret people have a money mistake could be if somebody says you know maybe i should have investigated more opportunities for roth iras or just roth savings in general uh, why would this be a regret in today's retirement planning landscape? Well, again, Walter, we've talked about this how many times? I, you know, in terms of in terms of you know be, you know being tax aware in your planning, and when you look at you look at what's going on, you know, ask yourself honestly, ask yourself, you know, in, in terms of the the you know, the debt and the deficits, you know, that that the, the country is running and and whatnot, as to as to whether or not you think you know tax rates are likely to be higher in the future, or you think they're going to stay the same, or if you think they're going to go down. You know, and you know, I I've talked to a lots and lots of people, and the vast majority of people that I ta- speak with believe the tax rates are likely to go higher. And certainly, uh, the, the most of the experts that are out there, you know, will will tell us that you know what the the current state of affairs is unsustainable. That there's just way too much money being spent in Washington and not enough revenue coming in. And so, which which you know, which kind of leads leads them to think that you know, and and their their projections are that tax rates will need to increase. Well, if you if you if you look at that and you look at you know of, of how you're saving money for retirement, if you're putting money into to accounts that are that are going to be taxed later, well then you know the, are you saving money in, into an account that 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 by definition is going to end up being a, a scenario where you know less of the money that's in those accounts are going to be yours, right? Is it more of it going to go to Uncle Sam in terms of in terms of you know the the taxes that are going to be due out when you when you start taking withdrawals? That's not to say that 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 uh, the traditional IRAs and and traditional you know four hundred one ks and four hundred three bs and those types of plans are are bad. You know you you still have these things called deductions on the on the on the tax return, but you want to think in terms of you know well what is you know what is what is the what is the overall planning going to look like and you know can you you know what 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 kind of tax bracket are you going to end up in and you know and and what are the if you're if you're if you're a situation where you're going to be pulling a lot of money from money that has yet to be taxed and tax rates go up in the future well i mean it doesn't take a you know a, you know a just a, you know math genius to figure out that there's some exposure there that that and that's a risk that you that you may not necessarily have to be exposed to if if you do some different type of planning great points on all of these different uh, items here glenn i guess let's round it out with uh, with do you have any other regrets that you see commonly when people come in to meet with you anything else we should bring up in the context of today's topic yeah, I mean, Walter. I mean, I think I think sometimes people get ahead of themselves in terms of you know the, the lifestyle. Maybe they maybe they've bought too many cars, right? You know, or they've taken too many trips, and they end up you know putting some of that stuff on you know in, in financing, and they, they they paid out more money in interest that, than than what they really needed to, you know, and 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 or had more payments than they really needed to have. 
You know, it, it's again, it's just like you know, kind of measuring that and, and finding the right balance. I mean, everybody likes to get a new car or a newer car. If you you know, if you're one who buys you know slightly used cars, you know, as as, as your new car, but but you get you get the idea, right? I mean, in terms of that's one of the bigger expenses because you know that you know some people literally live with a car payment their whole life, right? Whereas you know some folks will say, okay, well, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to have car payments, or I mean, I'm going I'm to have car payments for maybe the you know the next three to five years. But then I'm going to have you know another three to five years after that 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 I'm not going to have a car payment, you know. And so you know when you, it, it's seemingly little things like that can make a big difference because again when we start looking at opportunity cost for every dollar you don't save if it if you spend it, it it's gone forever. And if you had saved it, not only do you have that dollar, but but you also have what that dollar could have earned. Right. And what that, you know, what that could have grown to. And so that's something that, that people don't really take into account as much as they probably should. And again, it's, 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 it's just, you know, basic planning, but, but, you know, most, most people don't think in terms of that because, you know, unfortunately they're just, you know, th- that's not something that's, that's taught <laughs> when you go to school. It's, it's something that is, you know, is, is learned and you have to, you have to seek that out in, in, you know, in most cases, or if you're fortunate enough to, you know, to grow up in a household that, uh, that is either, either, you know, specifically, worked on learning those things or, or stumbled upon them or whatever the case may be, if you're armed with that knowledge, you know, on, on how to handle money and, you know, and, and, you know, how to save money, you know, you're, you, you know, you're, you're really ahead of the game. And, and if you, if you, if you don't do that and you know, you're not in that position, then, you know, maybe you should really think in terms of, well, maybe I need to learn a few things to, you know, to enhance my position and enhance my, my family's position. Great points on all of those, Glenn. Thanks for your guidance today. If you have questions about one of the regrets that we talked about, maybe you have a financial regret that you'd like to recover from, or you want to make sure that you avoid these regrets that we've covered today. Don't hesitate to reach out to Glenn and talk a little bit about your financial situation. In fact, you can get a free consultation by going to roadmapfinancial.com and just look for that button, free consultation, and you can schedule a time to visit with Glenn either in person or remotely, whatever's convenient for you. Again, go to roadmapfinancial.com. You can also call 336-291-3535 with any of your questions. That's 336-291-3535. Thanks for joining us on today's episode, and we will see you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. 